Welcome, everybody, to our next episode of Take the Hill. It's a leadership podcast dedicated to bringing you the conversation with leaders from their respective fields. And we are excited today to have John Valentine with us. So I am going to turn over the show to Dean Tanzilli from the Roland School of Business at Point Park University, who is coming back as a guest host for a second time. So, Steve, we look forward to having you again today, as well as John, and uh, the show is yours, my friend. Well, thank you, Patrick, uh, and thank you for having me back. Uh, we'll see if we do a little better on the second time around. Uh, so, you know, I'm really excited today to be to be joined by uh, John Valentine. I appreciate John taking the time to, to, to be a part of the podcast uh, and really looking forward to, to learning more about, you know, his insight as uh, the restaurant uh, business tries to uh, move forward, you know, out of uh, this pandemic and, and really get back on its feet. Um, the downtown market, you know, is obviously so important to Point Park uh, University. We have close to 1,100 uh, students that live here and uh, frequent uh, many of the restaurants. And so getting a good perspective on where things stand, I know will be very beneficial to them as they get excited about uh, returning to campus in the fall. So, um, John, um, you know, uh, you are executive director of the Pittsburgh Downtown Community Development Corporation. Uh, the organization was formed uh, about eight years ago in 2012, uh, and the goal was to help uh, turn the Golden Triangle uh, with its growing residential population into a true neighborhood and to lend a hand to its smaller uh, retailers. And I've been involved uh, in the downtown market for for a long time, and, and I have seen such a positive transformation uh, over the last, you know, tens, five, couple years in terms of new hotels and restaurants and new shops. And I know a lot of the transformation is due to your good work. So thank you for joining us. And my first question is, you know, how, how did you get to, uh, to, to lead this organization? Because um, I know you were in New York prior to coming to Pittsburgh, correct? I, I was in New York and I moved to Pittsburgh about, uh, let's see, 2004, so I'm here 16 years, going on the 17th year in January. And you were a restauranteur in New York, correct? I was, yes. That was my first career, Steve. Yep. What, uh, what brought you to Pittsburgh from, uh, you know, such a dynamic uh, electric environment of, you know, New York City? How, how do you, how does one make that successful transition and, and, you know, and enjoy your time here for the last 16 years? You know, back in 2003, um, there was a, a, a development company called Madison Marquette, and they were hired to redevelop the fifth and Forbes area of downtown. So they came to our restaurant group and recruited us to come into Pittsburgh. So, um, I was the gentleman who kind of was um, volunteering and drafted at the same time to come here and and work on a new restaurant. Well, we had a change of mayors then, and the new mayor, who who was a really good guy, I got to know him, that was um, Mayor O'Connor, but he went in a different direction, and Madison Marquette um, didn't do the project. So I was already out here, and I said, I'm going to stay here for three months, um, and then I'm going to head back to New York. And three months is now 16 
and a half years later. So, and I love it here. What is what are some of the uh, driving goals of the organization? Well, you know, we represent not only small businesses, but we represent residents. So one of the things, one of the goals is definitely to increase residential population. And we do that through, you know, promotion, through representing the residents, through working with developers. And you can see that there's been a, a really substantial increase in the residential community downtown. But we also feel that, that there's a lot of amenities that go into that. And that's why we also promote the business sector. Um, you know, and, and different projects that we, you know, third Tuesday happy hours where you're not only getting the residents in the same area, but you're promoting restaurants and a lot of projects like um, a dining group and a book club. Even we were pleasantly surprised to find out that there was a, a, a really large um, writer population in downtown Pittsburgh and we started a writer's group. So we do a lot of different projects. It's really geared towards creating a great downtown. And the city has been, you know, honored with uh, being recognized on multiple occasions uh, for being one of the most livable cities. Uh, Pittsburgh is considered a, a food uh, destination. Uh, and I know I tell our students all the time that, um, you know, it wasn't that long ago where you only had energy maybe on a Friday or Saturday night. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday might be kind of dead in town, but now yes. you know, it's busy all the time. There's this great energy and engagement uh, with so many of the small businesses uh, that I know your group has had a hand in, you know, in, in bringing. There's, you know, we play a small part. There's a lot of great organizations, including Point Park University, um, but you've got the Cultural Trust, the Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership. You've got, you've got. Um, city, county, and and state government officials who really got behind this. So it, it's a it, there's a lot of people that give credit for this. And the good news is one of the amazing things about Pittsburgh is how everyone gets along. I've been in you know I lived in New York, I lived in Philadelphia. I've never seen anything like this where um, you know everybody seems to have a common goal when we work together. And even the politicians, you know, it's 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 amazing how supportive and how how we're all on the same track. I think that's a huge part of the success story. So I've been coming in town uh, since the start of the pandemic, maybe once or twice a week, and I've and I've walked through town and, and spoken to you know many of the small business owners uh, whose businesses, you know, for the most part were shuttered, and they they never lost, they haven't lost hope. Right. They, they've always uh, been telling me that they're in this together. They're going to get through this. Um, and I know the government has done what it can. Uh, can you speak a little bit about, you know, whether you think the, the plan that the government put in place was effective, particularly for small businesses? Well, um, I think when, when you talk about the government, we have to break it down to federal right. and local and state. I, I think the federal government. Um, with the PPP, the Payroll Protection Program, um, I, I think it, it, it's done a lot in the short term. But it was only a program that put a Band-Aid on this because the, the funds that the restaurants and the retailers and the businesses received 
um, only covered your payroll for eight weeks. Yeah. And and then you had to use, uh, I think it was over 80% of it on payroll and the other percentage on, on rent to get loan forgiveness. And, you know, everyone really needs that loan forgiveness, so that's what they're doing. You still have to pay the other bills and your business is closed. You still have to wonder what's going to happen after eight weeks. So, I mean, it was a good program, but in my opinion, it wasn't enough. One of the things I've, I've all, I'm always looking for silver linings uh, through this uh, pandemic. And, and some of the silver linings that I've seen as it relates to the restaurant business is, you know, restaurants have really had to embrace takeout. Uh, they've had to embrace, uh, you know, being a little more innovative. Uh, you, I've seen more restaurants, you know, improve their their web presence. Um, they've done some creative outreach. Um, you know, when you when you look at this, you know, what are some of those silver linings, maybe innovative things that you've seen restaurants or and or small businesses in, in the downtown market have to do uh, and thus will make them in the long run perhaps more profitable? You know, I, I think that's a really good question, Steve. And and I think you you said the main thing. It, it's it's ordering online, take out, pick up, um, doing the things that are necessary. You know, one of the things is, is selling gift cards. Yeah. Gift cards really is important to an industry right now because what it does is it helps the cash flow when there's very little sales coming in the door. And some of the innovative businesses, which I, I thought was really, really smart, and we um, had a program, have a program like this for the boutiques, and that is you if you, if you pay $100 for a gift certificate, your value in return is $125, mm-hmm. as long as you promise not to cash that in in 60 days. So things along that line really, really will help a restaurant. We, we ask people to order takeout and pick up things that will keep these rounds going. Um, you know, right now, they're, as they're just starting to get reopened, you know, they're still not joined a lot of people. And that's going to happen until people feel safe. And I don't think they're going to feel safe for a little while yet. Yeah, I went out to eat um, in town the other day and, uh, you know, the staff, at the restaurant is wearing masks. Uh, the menus are disposable. Um, the buffets are are, are gone. Uh, you know they're doing the six feet uh, separation at the bars, the tables. Uh, what other things are you seeing or hearing that the the restaurants are going to have to do to adhere to the to the guidelines? And, and to your point, make well, people safe. You know, one one of the things is is definitely you're going to see more outdoor dining. Um, because the virus doesn't go outside as it does in. And um, I know that I know we're, we're working with the Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership to, um, we're talking to the restaurants in Market Square, along 6th Street, along Penn Avenue, to um, create more outdoor dining, maybe, you know, temporarily replacing the bike, lane, uh, the bike lanes with, with seating. Mm-hmm. And this way, they'll be done only social distancing, but outdoor dining. In Market Square, there's, you know, we extended the sidewalks a few few years back. And now, you know, we're talking about creating certain um, 
you know, restaurant decks, wood that, that we can balance on the cobblestone so the, so does the, the long tables won't shake. So, you know, we'll, we'll have deliveries coming in, you know, early in the morning, late in the evening, but there'll be certain times that, you know, we'll, we'll eliminate traffic in the square and have more outdoor dining. This will also help the restaurants because, you know, inside, with the social distancing, the most you can have is 50%. And, you know, if you take away 50% of the dining room, and the restaurant goes from the black to the red. So hopefully this will help make some of that up. Yeah, because I, I, I think it's, it's going to be such a struggle to, to, to be profitable at, at, at 50%. It may be near impossible. Um, and two weeks ago, I, you know, I went and grabbed takeout. And yeah, there was no place to sit, and I didn't want to go back to my office or car. So I had heard that perhaps Market Square was going to, you know, go back to having a bunch of tables and, and things like that, where people could frequent a restaurant and then know that they had a, a place outside to sit. And that's good to hear that that's that hopefully is forthcoming. Yeah, I mean, there there's a lot of good things. I mean, I, I do believe you know you're going to see restaurants also have different types of revenue streams. Yeah. Um, I talked to a few restaurateurs that are going to, um, they're doing their due diligence right now, but they're talking about putting um, online cooking classes. And a couple of restaurateurs are also talking about the possibility of selling grocery supplies. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to see a lot of the restaurants that that reopen will will there will be a need to be innovative and to create more revenue streams so you know that i always tell people all the organizations including ours we're going to go through some tough times in the short term but but there is there are silver linings and there is opportunity and i think in the long run we're all going to be stronger the ones that survive are going to be stronger for it and the virtual component you know I really think has um, has expanded the footprint. You know, we see that in the theater and live entertainment market. You know, I've had students tell me how you know disappointed they are that they weren't able to go see a particular band, you know, in person and con- in concert. But I said, I think there are more. There's more opportunities now to see live music via streaming than ever before. Uh, gyms have been able to do some really dynamic, innovative workout classes. Uh, you know, virtual. Uh, these cooking classes, mm-hmm. selling ingredients, kind of turning the back of a restaurant into almost a little high-end grocery store, to your point, is, is a revenue stream that I think will continue and would not have been discovered, you know, but for this. I, I agree with you. I, you know, I think what's going to happen is when this virus is finally in the rearview mirror, it, it's going to look a lot different, but I think it's going to look, you know, in some ways a lot better. So, you know, right now, you know, it, it's, we just have to get through this. We have to get through this. And, and the sad part is we really don't know when this is going to end. You know, we could have a virus in six months. I mean, I'm sorry, a vaccine. In six months, we could have the vaccine anywhere up to 18 months from now. So it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, some, some tough sliding in the short term, but we'll get through it. Uh, maybe give us the sentiment of the downtown residents. Remind us first how many uh, folks live downtown. I think people are always surprised to, to hear how many residents we have. And what's what's their what what's their the temperature of the downtown residents? Because they they've really 
suffered quite a bit too because you don't have those amazing opportunities that, that, that they've had that they got used to well you know it's, it's like anything else you know it, it, first of all that the, the amount of residents in in the golden triangle is probably about seven thousand but when we talk about the greater town, downtown which includes um parts of the strip district the north shore uptown um, you know, you're you're talking about nine thousand people approximately. Mm -hmm. um, so I would I would say that the temperature you know varies upon different people, but for the most part, you know, I think it was at first more surreal. Like you know, we we've, we've never been through anything like this in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. So people were like shocked and, and this can't be happening, but it but it is happening. And I think as it went went on and people, you know, became like, okay, this is real and it's affecting the whole world, I think there there's a you know, a strong will to to people in Pittsburgh, people in America. And I think that's that's the same for the residential community. Um the residential community has been very supportive, very. People stop me when I'm walking around, John, we're with you, you know, and I know that they stopped other organizations and other executive directors. And that's good. You know, that's really good. And and just like this podcast, you know, they wanna they wanna know, they're engaged. They wanna know what are we doing, what's going on. And I I just think that that's a really good thing because, you know. You know the slogan, we're all in this together. So I, I believe that's true. You know? and, and I tell students that, um, you know, I can't recall anything that this country has faced that really has affected everybody from a young child who, you know, doesn't have the opportunity to go to summer camp uh, or got pulled out of school mm -hmm. to, you know, somebody that's much older who's got, you know, concerns about respiratory issues to, it didn't matter what your job was, uh, what your race was, what your gender was, I and mean, this this affected you. And so when we talk about the fact that we're all in, in this together, I think it's absolutely true. Um, talk to me, John, about you know, what are some things that we as Pittsburghers can do to help uh, restaurants and small businesses downtown? You, you spoke about the gift cards, which is which is great. Um, you know, is there there anything else that we can be doing, should be doing uh, to try to get these you know, through this? Sure. I mean, ordering takeout and pickup is really, really important. And I have to tell you that that a lot of the restaurants, I've been in maybe five or six kitchens recently, mm -hmm. and the kitchens are are so clean. They're taking so many precautions. Um, if I can name one in particular, there's uh, Alihan and Giovanni's, it's the same owner, and um, Martinez. Um, one of the, the Alihan and his wife Martina, she created a mask, um, and she has all her employees. They have to wear gloves in this mask. But this mask is is tremendous. It it has two cloth pieces instead of one, and connecting the two cloths, she created a pouch, and each worker has to put a napkin in the pouch. So there's three levels of protection. Mm -hmm. So I tell people, you know, we should be talking to all the restaurants and do something like this. And every kitchen I've been in, 
has something you know along the lines of, of a really good mask and a good and good gloves. So we should be talking to everybody, making sure that that they're doing them, making sure that they're clean, and we feel safe. We mm-hmm. feel safe as far as takeout, as far as pickup, as far as um, eating outside is important. Once again, we mentioned the gift cards, and, and the other thing is the communication. And this is not only the residents and and the workforce downtown, but also on the restaurant end. I think we have to communicate with each other, and it's always great to hear ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell the residents when they when they ask me, or even some of the businesses, John, what do you think? I'll tell them what what I think, but I'll say even more important, what do you think? Mm-hmm. What what ideas do you have that we can pass along? And and I think that that's where the innovation comes in. And I think that's what's going to make us stronger in the long run. But those are the areas we can help out in. And I will say this, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that that have been open for takeout and delivery. And some of them, and I'm including chains too, um, have really done well. So the community is being as supportive as we can. Hey, John, I had a question. I didn't mean to jump in there, Steve, but oh, please. I just, um, I, we've been looking at the uh, side of the restaurant and so forth, but I have to ask, as I was sitting here thinking, and uh, it's been my observation that when I go into a restaurant, and I've been into a few since they've uh, reopened, and I noticed that they're not allowed to have things on the table, and uh, there's a lot more cleaning going on, and I want to I ask from an employee's perspective. How is this impacting the, the morale? I mean, it's creating a lot more work. And as far as uh, maintaining uh, employees and keeping employees, is this going to impact the industry? Yes. It, so, but, but I think it's going to impact it in, in a positive way. You know, I, I believe this. When you talk about the morale of, of the restaurant industry, it comes down to what restaurants you're talking about. Because I've seen restaurants that the workforce could not wait to get back to, and I've seen others where they maybe felt that they weren't treated correctly that don't want to come back. So I don't think it's one size fits all, but when we talk, but when we talk specifically about the cleaning, here's the thing, everyone wants to feel safe. And and we want the you know the the um, the patrons to feel safe, but also the workforce has to feel safe. You know they're going into work, and the virus is going to affect them just as much as it'll, as it'll affect the patrons. So having that place clean, and having and then seeing for themselves, they're doing the cleaning hasn't been a negative for morale. It's been a positive. You know, a, 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 a group of two people come in. Well, they get up and leave, and, you know, the server or the, the, the bus boy or, or bus person comes in and disinfects the whole area. That, that's good for morale. That, that's, that's where you know people care. And, um, you know, I always say when, when, I, when I was in the restaurant business, you can't teach caring. I can teach you skills, but I can't teach caring. 
you have to hire the right people to care and then you have to treat them right. So, so I, I think that, that that's a good thing and that's a positive. And in my conversations with the restaurants, that's one of the first things I bring up. That's a really good question. And you, you do see that a lot of the restaurants that have treated their employees well, they've been loyal. They've been coming back. How do, um, how do people stay in touch with um, all the things downtown? Um, you know, I think your newsletter really does a great job of that. Um, are, Thank there, you. are there other resources uh, that if someone's interested in learning more about downtown? Oh, my God, yes. You know, and, and I'll, you know, we love, well, Steve, you know how much I enjoy working with Point Park University. Um, you guys are so professional. And, of course, PPU's website is a resource. Your your uh, your school of dance and, and the shows, and of course the Pittsburgh Playhouse Theater is is definitely a source of events and information. Um, I'll say the same thing about the Cultural Trust. Cultural mm-hmm. Trust, they are the true pioneers of downtown. You know, they they were they created that cultural district, and you know their website is just gives you information on so many different things. And of course, you know the Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership. Also, um, they they just they're doing a lot of things, and so I would say that that checking out websites is a great place to start. Signing up for our newsletter, um, our newsletter is called the Downtowner, and it comes out every Tuesday morning. And we try to keep you informed on everything that's going on. We have we have a calendar of events where we include. Point Park universities, the trust, and even the small theaters like Bricolage and um, Pittsburgh Playwrights Theater and, and um, Arcade Comedy and Liberty Magic. But even more than that, in this time, we have a, an updated directory that's continually updated. It's updated Monday through Friday of what restaurants are open, what are their hours, um, who's doing takeout, who's doing where you can sit in. And, and, you know, that'll let anyone who's looking to, to patronize a restaurant downtown know exactly what's going on. Yeah, and I'll say uh, your newsletter has really been informative and opened my eyes to, to the varied uh, amenities in, in town. Um, you know, and you've really Thank been you. in terms of uh, outlining virtual opportunities and how uh, not just residents, but, you know, folks that travel into the city uh, can support uh, small business. So. Yeah, I've really found it enjoyable. Uh, I think what is it, every Tuesday it comes out. It's it's it's, it's great. Every, every Tuesday at nine. You made me smile, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, no, appreciate um, that. Well, John, I I um, you know, I really appreciate the time. Uh, you know, I think we all are so excited to to get Pittsburgh back, uh, get our students back on campus. Um, you know, it's great to hear that. You know, cleanliness and, and safety is is a primary concern of you know all businesses um you know we're really hoping as we come out of this that the overwhelming majority of the small businesses return um and you know we we love at point park uh, to play to play a role in in trying to drive traffic in, in that engagement um so once again i you know I, I thank you for for joining us and uh, we look forward to disseminating this uh, message to as many people as we can Steve, it's an honor always working with PPU, and thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Great. All right.
All right. Well, thank you, John. Uh, we really appreciate your time that you took this morning. And I really appreciate the silver lining uh, that you really bring out during this period of time. Um, you know, I think it's it's reflective of the resurgence that I think Pittsburghers demonstrate you know, after they have gone through uh, periods of difficulty. Um, and there's one quote that I'm always reminded of that you know, I, I remember reading. It says food is kind of who we are. You know, it's a, an extension of our feelings, our culture, our personal history, you know, our, our province, our region and, and our tribe. And I think if you really want to get to know somebody or make a friend, you know, share a meal with them, because I think if they give you their food, they tend to give you your heart. Um, and that's representative of the passion that goes into a lot of the local restaurants and the individuals that are working within that restaurant, as well as just the entire Pittsburgh region and communities that we have around us. Um, so thank you for that. All right. Uh, any final thoughts, Steve or Dennis and John, before we close the show today? Well, I just want to appreciate uh, what John has uh, provided for us and uh, the insight to the future of Pittsburgh. And uh, as you know, Patrick, I liked your quote there. You know that I'm a big fan of food, uh, and I must have a lot of friends then because uh, <laughs> I enjoy it so much. But, again, I appreciate uh, you coming on the show, John. Thank you, Dennis. You know, if I can just, just add one last thing. We talked about, you know, the organizations that are doing so many good things. I think that's what makes Pittsburgh a great city. Mm -hmm. I, I really do believe that great city isn't necessarily the size. It's, it's how much the people care. And, and what we have unique is there, there, there is a Pittsburgh pride here. And, and I think that's what makes us great. And, and I'll tell you what. I, I know I'm going to repeat myself, but all the great things that Point Park University is doing just just is tremendous, tremendous. And and I can go on and on, but I want to thank everybody from Point Park. Thank you, John. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate the conversation. Yes, thank you. Great. And, John, we'll make sure to not only highlight the downtowner and how individuals can sign up in the weekly show notes, uh, but we'll be sure to also include some of the links to those various uh, websites that connect individuals to Pittsburgh as well, uh, just to extend the reach as much as we can help contribute as well. So, thank you. Our pleasure. So thank you again uh, for John Ballantyne uh, for his time and conversation this morning. Thank you, Dean Tanzilli from the Roland School of Business at Point Park for stepping in as guest host today. Uh, we think you did great. So we'll, we'll uh, see if we can extend your contract a bit more. Well, I'm just hoping that maybe you and uh, your wife invite me over for dinner sometime. So you know. <laughs> perhaps <laughs> you're going to throw out cooking quotes. You know, I should be invited, right? <laughs> we'll try we'll try <laughs> so thank, thank you, you again my pleasure so everybody again all of our listeners from around the world thank you for joining in this episode of take the hill uh, again we want to thank the Roland school of business john valentine from the downtown community development corporation uh, and all of you who take part in the production of these episodes uh, we truly appreciate your time and support and uh, again if you have any questions comments uh, please send them our way because we're actively listening to them and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode